Hello and welcome back to Inside Quotes, America's number one grade A free range podcast. But we're also the show where my brother and I rewatch, review, and relive the staples of our childhood. This is episode 71, and I am your host, Jeremy Jones, and with me today is my older brother, Jonathan. Jonathan, welcome back to the show. Quack, quack, everybody. Wait, is that the sound a chicken makes? Um, debatable. Cluck, cluck, everybody. <laughs> you sound like the cashier at Raising Canes. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> Would you like to try a Caniac combo? <laughs> Man, I didn't really realize that I had a uh, had the talent to be a, a cashier at Canes. That's that's Bro, pretty cool. If Snoop Dogg can do it, you can too. That's true. That's that's very true. <laughs> well, Jeremy, I'm really excited about the movie that we're covering today, and I I'm just gonna throw it back to you so we can like get into the movie. So just after you, Jeremy. After I what? Uh, go on with the podcast, of course. Oh, 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 okay. All right. Well, uh, well, today we are covering the great and wonderful animated feature, Chicken Run 2000. Wow, Jonathan, this movie is such a staple of our childhood. All right. Now, when I say staple, I mean a staple of our childhood. Maybe even the stapliest staple of our childhood. Stapliest staple? I know there are Pretty, I don't know if there's a lot of childhood memories with this movie, but there are some good ones and some embarrassing ones. But is there really? <laughs> yeah, I want to get into uh, some embarrassing memories. Yeah, in due time, in due time. After all, well, <laughs> <laughs> new oh, quote. <laughs> <laughs> Every awkward silence, we're just gonna be like, after I what? After all, what? <laughs> So, um, yeah, I remember checking this movie out from Blockbuster, like as a kid. Yeah. I don't know if you remember this, but this, we were at the Holland house and I really remember like me and our, like our older brothers, like watching this movie and all like really enjoying it and like laughing at Mm -hmm. it. I feel like we had it for like a, like a two day rental or something like that. And it was one of those things where it's like, Oh, we got to get our money's worth out of it. And we watched it like several times within like a two day span. You know, that's just what you had to do with (laughs) blockbuster movies. You know, if you got the new release, you know, just like trying to watch it as many times as you could before you had to return it. And I, I remember (laughs) we did that with chicken run. So I feel like I saw it a lot in a very short period of time and then like didn't see it again for a little while. We're Probably. never going to see it ever again. We got to watch it this, this many times. Did did you have this on VHS, Jeremy? I did, and I believe that this if my records are correct, I believe this is the last VHS I ever received before um, you know, DVDs came about. I'm not see, exactly sure, but I remember having this one on VHS. I see. I think that we got the DVD from Blockbuster. So I feel like I saw the DVD version first and then like we had the VHS tape is what right. we had around the house, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, no, this this story also comes with the Ice Age story, which we haven't told yet, but uh, oh. Chicken Run was a part of a gift package of mine. Um, <laughs> and uh, it was I guess it was Christmas time around. I don't know how old I was, probably in like kindergarten first grade and like a couple years after the movie came out um and 
we all went over to our aunt and uncle's house, um, and I got in my present gift bag. I guess she only put thought into us, into me, <laughs> our aunt, our aunt Kathy, uh, because she gave me a DVD of Ice Age, and with it the VHS of Chicken Run, and she just gave all y'all just twenty dollar bills in a card. And I was so mad about that. I mean, as an adult, I deserve, I, I realized I deserved exactly what I was getting. I, I mean, I wasn't like ungrateful for what I wanted, but I felt like I was missing out because I'd never had a $20 bill in my entire life. And here she is just giving them away, you know? <laughs> uh, so here I have Ice Age. Great movie. I'm excited to watch it. Actually, one of my first DVDs I've ever owned. Yeah. Um. And then I have Chicken Run, which I'd seen and I loved it on VHS. I was like, this is mine. Two great movies. Genuinely, I believe that this is like the start of my movie collecting days. Um, started out on a sour note because I guess I, I was like every other five-year-old. I decided to throw a fit and just be <laughs> like, but I wanted Ice Age and $20. And I didn't say it to her. I said that to mom, like, a little bit louder so she could hear it, I guess. <laughs> and I, I don't know. Mom, and mom was like, oh, you better. Mm-mm, no way. I don't know exactly what she was saying, but she was mad. She was livid that I was ungrateful for my yeah. awesome present. Um, but then, like, five to six minutes later, <laughs> Aunt Kathy comes back in. She's like, oh, I forgot one another envelope and then it had 20 bucks in it for me and i was like yeah that's how you do it and that's where i learned that if you want something just cry about it and you'll get it i'm sure you got in trouble for that afterwards oh right? i got a spanking i bet that <laughs> i would have rather gone in the in the chicken oven chicken pot pie oven for sure that um, that story yeah. has been like a classic for our family for years. That's one yeah. quote that, of Jeremy's that we've said, much to his embarrassment. Yeah, you know, I've as, been ashamed. I want Ice Age and twenty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I learned my lesson. That's for sure. I got I got the tar beat out of me, and I was embarrassed for the rest of my childhood and life. Honestly, I <laughs> now I feel like I'm very grateful for with anything that anyone gives me. So. So any, anyone out there listening to this that is thinking of getting, you know, Jeremy a gift for Christmas this year, just make sure you also include a $20 bill with that gift or yes. else uh, he's going to be pretty upset. Yeah, I, m I might cry about it. But anyways, just for the record showing that I'm probably the favorite nephew of Aunt Kathy's. We're just saying. I guess so. I mean, for me, I mean, I was like, oh, man, she gave in and gave him the $20 and he got those movies. Like yeah, I was jealous. I bet you're really upset. I mean, I, I wasn't upset because I was like, well, he also did like really embarrass himself there. So I can laugh about <laughs> this. But... <laughs> yeah. And I'm not getting a spanking tonight. So I was like, I guess it's worth the I guess it's worth the beating if he got the $20 and hey, Ice Age. <laughs> how much is a beating worth? <laughs> <laughs> See, OK, this story, I've always paired it with um, Ice Age that I completely forgot that Chicken Run was included. Like you yeah, unlocked no, that memory. Because it was an irrelevant, like obsolete piece of technology because it was on a vhs tape yeah ice age was the was the like we didn't have a lot of dvds at this time yeah so i i felt wonderful having that and objectively like 
I'm pretty sure Ice Age and Chicken Run probably would have been worth more than the twenty dollars. I genuinely, sure. hey yeah. Kathy, if you're listening to this, I feel so sorry for you. I, why did I? Ugh. You don't ever have to give me twenty dollars again, unless unless you want to. I mean, you could. So, anyways, I think she needs to get you the Ice Age sequels on DVD. Is what she needs. <laughs> I don't know how many they are after that. I I feel like I saw the, I you know what, Dude. I can confidently say actually I have never seen an Ice Age sequel. Okay, ever. I've seen parts of the Meltdown, which is the second one, but I'm pretty okay. sure it's like four or five of them. And yeah. I have been told that they are actually pretty good, hmm. and there's some actual like, iconic moments. I do um, I I do think I've seen like bits and pieces of the sequel. But never, I've never watched that all the way through. Yeah. I am definitely willing to give it a shot. Especially now that I know that they're good. Um, <laughs> yeah, and for a while, like, me and you have decided to, like, swear off of stupid sequels like Sandlot 2 or, like, any Home Alone after the third one. Or, you know, stuff but like that. But that was specifically the straight-to-DVD, straight-to-streaming, like, the stuff that did not go th- to theaters. Yeah. Yeah, but this one just didn't seem the same. These are all legit, though. I mean, same yeah. cast, everything. Yeah. What else is Ray Romano doing these days? Voicing that woolly mammoth. Hey, he can keep doing that for all I care. And that is a lot, actually. I, I care about him. <laughs> He's a great like comedian. Don't, don't care about him. <laughs> he contributed to one of the greatest sitcoms of our childhood. <laughs> Everybody hates Chris, right? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, no. Let's just wait to talk about Ice Age when we can. For sure, for sure. We should probably switch over to our first ever claymation movie. Well, sort of, kind of. Yeah. This one, I mean, we did Flushed Away, same mm-hmm. production company, but uh, that one was like CGI mostly. I think there's a little bit of it, but um, this is our first full-on claymation movie. Which I am so impressed with. I mean, the more I watch this movie, the more impressed with I am of the writing, of what it's based on, you know, uh, and the music specifically. And Mm -hmm. yeah, just the amount of effort it took to get this movie on its, on its, in the air, at least, (laughs) if you will. (laughs) Have you ever made a stop motion movie before? I feel like every kid has tried. I th- I think I have and failed miserably. I definitely gave up on it. Um, yeah, no. Uh, we we tried to do a uh, horror movie growing up, uh, where we tried to do a parody of Chucky, which I've never okay. even seen Chucky, but we did it with your Woody doll from Toy Story. <laughs> um, and we couldn't get the doll to move by itself, so we added in some like claymation effects and it was so jaggedy and it it was it was pretty rough (laughs) yeah we didn't have real blood or we weren't allowed to make real blood so we just cut up some like construction paper it was pretty bad i wonder if we can find that footage probably not i kind of remember seeing some of that yeah for me i think i was in i think i was in like middle school maybe maybe seventh grade or so and the computers in the art classroom at FCA had webcams on them. 
And I guess part of the art class, I don't think I was, I don't know if I was in the art class at the time, but I think it was Paul that was like showing me like at FCA, like, oh, they've got like this program on the computer to like make the movies, like the stop motion uh, animations where it was just like, you would click one frame at a time and like take a picture using the webcam. And then, you know, and it wasn't like attached to the monitor. It was like a separate one. So you could kind of move it around and that sort of thing wasn't just like on a laptop that you flip up and it's stuck there yeah but this was like my first like exposure ever to like stop motion animation of like on my own and i just remember um in the art classroom uh they had these like wooden uh statues of like human looking things <laughs> i don't know like you know like faceless wooden like stick figure type things yeah. I don't know. Oh, you know yeah, what I mean? yeah, 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 yeah. And like they were like posable, like so you could kind of move them around. So yeah, I remember every art classroom has these. Yeah. Well, but I, nobody uses them. The word that's coming to mind is like maquettes or something, but I don't know if that's the actual word for it. Uh, mannequins. It, <laughs> mannequins. <laughs> it's kind of like the base of of what they use for these claymation things, where it's like it's got this like wooden structure underneath, but then it's like covered mm-hmm. in clay, and so that they can kind of like uh, Are you manipulate serious? it. Some of it, yeah. Some of it. Has I didn't like realize a that's what they did. I just yeah, figured some... it was just a big old lump of clay through and through. I mean, it's a lot of clay, but yeah, it's got it like maybe some wire. Yeah, some wire and stuff. I don't know if it's that wood, makes it but... so much easier. Yeah. Um. But so we had some of these figures, and so we would like move them around and and do these like little stop motion videos uh, on the computer in the art classroom. But after a while, I was like, man, this is like so tedious and so exhausting. Like you spend so much time. <laughs> Just to get like a few seconds of movement. Yeah. And so we just like abandoned that completely and just like started filming like dumb videos in the classroom where like we would just pick up the, the camera and it had like a long cord. <laughs> we would just kind of move it. <laughs> like I'd have to stay on one side of the room and like Paul was on the other side doing something. Like I don't even remember these videos, but we just like basically after a while we just gave up because of how tedious it was. So a lot of respect to these animators because I like I read on here uh, on Wikipedia that it took every week of production of this film. They produced one minute of film. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to calculate how long is this movie? It's it's like 80. It said it took like a year and a half of production. Man. And so it's like 84 minutes. That is so much work. Yeah. And I'm sure there's way more than 40 hours a week. <laughs> Basically, uh if you if you've seen Parks and Rec, there's an episode where Ben gets really depressed and he's unemployed and he decides that he's going to make a claymation movie and he spends so long on it and the whole thing ends up being like 6 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, there's got to be more. Does the thumb drive break? What's going on? Yeah. So, it yeah. He's like isolated for like an entire week. And then at the yeah. end, he's like so excited to show Chris Traeger <laughs> like his his video, his movie. Oh, man. Um, I was also wanted to ask you about like art projects in particular, like using clay. Like, did you like yeah. make anything out of clay, like an art class or anything? Um, Nothing too memorable, but I did teach mm-hmm. the pottery and sculpture merit badge as a merit badge counselor when I was in. Boy Scouts. Good old Camp Shans. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I feel like I, I made a few things like through the years just out of clay and 
whatever. I did take a ceramics class in high school. We had that ugly looking dude with a teal mohawk. I remember well, that's that. What I was, that's what I was getting to. My 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 prize possession that I don't actually have with me. It's at home, back in Florida. But um, surprisingly, it's something mom kept. <laughs> but we had to create like um, the project was like to create like a human head, like a like a bust or something like that of like a figure and like sculpt a face. And for whatever reason, I decided to make this like weird looking punk rocker. (laughs) (laughs) And like, I remember the teacher like showing us how to like mold the face. And like specifically, I was very proud of like the nostrils of the nose. (laughs) There's some big nostrils. It's it's got these huge nostrils. But then after the like, and also I feel like it was like, I don't know, it had like a very rounded head kind of similar to like the animation of this movie like these Ardman yeah. productions like Wallace and Gromit type thing but it wasn't super realistic it was very cartoonish looking yeah. but at the end of it like I added like a bunch of triangles like on top of his head like he had like a spiked mohawk and I like painted it blue so pretty much you did the dude you created the dude from Guitar Hero 2 basically <laughs> I don't know if Guitar Hero 2 was out at this time but no. it was around that time. Actually, it probably was. I feel like Guitar Hero is a lot older than I think it is. It really is a lot older than you think it is. <laughs> wow, dude. So talented. We should try and make our own sculptures as adults and see how, how much better we could do. Or worse. We should. I just, I just don't have a kiln. Actually, you know what? Today's episode is sponsored by Warren County Public Library. Um, because they have pottery classes on Saturdays. Oh, really? Yeah, and we should do that one day. Like with the wheels? I wonder if they do like sculptures. Yeah, they have wheels and they do the kiln and everything. Oh, I think cool. you got to pay like three or four bucks for it. That's not But a we lot. should definitely yeah. do that. That'd be fun. Anyways. Yeah, if you live in Warren County, Kentucky, hit it up. We might <laughs> see you there. Can we, can a government entity sponsor a podcast? I wonder. It's more like a grant. Okay. Gonna get some like public public funding from or government funding for, I don't know. We'd have to join some kind of PBS network, I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, they they let us borrow movies and audiobooks and stuff. Oh yeah, you know they've done enough. <laughs> There's some free press, anyways. <laughs> Let's talk about the cast. This cast is so stacked. I didn't realize. Um, Mel Gibson is the lead. Yeah, I always remembered that. And of course, with every like British movie, you're going to have like the top 50 British actors and actresses like Imelda Staunton or Timothy Spall. Both of them are in uh, Harry Potter. Uh, Imelda Staunton played Bunty. She played uh, Dolores Umbridge in Harry Potter. And then Timothy Spall played a rat. Nick, the bigger rat. Uh, which is kind of funny because he also played a rat in Harry Potter named Scabbers. So we love that. I think he's been typecast. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> you know, I I was expecting, upon rewatch of this movie, I was actually expecting to recognize a lot more of the cast than I do. Yeah. And other than like those two, and I I already knew Mel Gibson was in it, but like I feel like I didn't really recognize as many of, you of like, can. the cast members. You really can't. They all sound very similar or like they sound like a chicken. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. A British chicken. 
you don't even think about it, you know? I feel like just as a kid, being an American, the only one I really, the only name I'd heard of was Mel Gibson. So I was just like, that's the one I remember. Yeah. <laughs> it's the Patriot. <laughs> yeah. Um. So this movie was produced by Ardman Animations, and we kind of mentioned a little bit about them on our Flushed Away episode. But um, they're like the yeah. creators of, just, just to go over it again, they're the creators of Wallace and Gromit, Chicken Run. Soon Dang. to be Chicken Run 2, apparently. Did you know about oh, this? Yeah, we'll talk about this. <laughs> yeah. Um, Flushed Away, uh, the um, Sean the Sheep or whatever yep. franchise. I haven't actually watched any of that because that seems like it's like more preschool. No, it's it, it slaps. Is it? Okay. I haven't watched that. Yeah, it's still good. Um, The Pirates movie. Pretty good, pretty good. I, I liked that one as well. Basically, in my mind, Ardman Studios or Animations is like, they're like Pixar's British cousin. <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense, but like. I get it. I, I get it. Or, or they're like, they're like a foreign exchange student that like came to live with Pixar for like a summer <laughs> and then went back and started doing their own thing because they copied them. Yeah. No, it's, it's as if DreamWorks is the enemy of Pixar or Disney, <laughs> then Ardman is just, yeah, it's the Pixar for DreamWorks as Pixar is for Disney, you know? Yeah, yeah. So. Makes sense. Do you actually know the story of how this uh, movie came to be? I don't think so, no. Okay, so um, so Ardman originally, uh, you know, they started doing their Wallace and Gromit shorts, and somehow that came onto the desk of Mr. Steven Spielberg, who actually is one of the three founders of DreamWorks, DreamWorks. SKG. You know, mm-hmm. SKG stands for Spielberg, uh, Katzenberg, Jeffrey Katzenberg, and uh, Guy something, the G. Yeah. He's the he's the Michael Collins of, of DreamWorks, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, but <laughs> so Jeffrey Katzenberg and Steven Spielberg and Nick Park flew out to California, Los Angeles, to have a meeting about maybe like collabing or something. And they had it at a chicken restaurant of all places. <laughs> and basically they pitched it to him. They were like, okay, here we go. Here's our idea. Have you ever seen The Great Escape? And Spielberg was like, that is one of my favorite movies as a child. That's it. Already <laughs> on board. <laughs> and then they were like, okay, so how about we do that, but chickens? <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, perfect <laughs> in a nutshell that's how it went uh, so they immediately became funded by dreamworks animation so although um spielberg isn't a direct credit as a producer here it is uh, katzenberg actually is one okay. uh hmm. they both had a heavy hand in in the origins of this story because <laughs> this this would have been one of the first dreamworks movies right yeah i mean 2000 um I mean, right before Shrek, Shrek is supposed to be the main one, you know? Yeah. Um, Prince of Egypt had come out, though. Yeah. El Dorado, I think, was coming out. Yeah, and it goes Ants, Prince of Egypt, El Dorado, and then Chicken Run. So, yeah. Yeah, it was in that, like, first run of movies. Yeah, DreamWorks really had a, a uncanny parallelism to Pixar and Disney <laughs> for those oh, first yeah. couple years. <laughs> At the point that Chicken Run came out, though, I don't know that we have seen Wallace and Gromit yet. 
We could no, have. I don't think so. But I think it was probably after Chicken Run that we kind of discovered, like in the FCA library, we had these like short films, False and Gromit, like <laughs> A Grand yeah. Day Out, The Wrong Trousers. And we just watched those. I'm like, oh man, this is awesome. We love this. Also, I wanted to say like with Chicken Run, I feel like it was the first time I recognized like British humor. <laughs> Like, yeah. I knew it was like, there's something different about this, like the writing in this movie that like, my older brothers are laughing at a lot more than I am. And not mm, that it was I'll like, understand that one day, you know, and it was just like, there's something different about this. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, a vocab word for this movie is holiday. Oh, really? Because like the one chicken is always, she she keeps saying that. She's like, oh, was, did you go on holiday? And I was like, what are you talking about? What holiday are we talking about? Is this Christmas, Easter, Fourth of July? I don't know what we're talking about. I didn't know that it was a vacation. I feel like between Chicken Run and like Harry Potter, that was like an introduction of like British culture a little bit when it comes to that. Kind yeah. Of thing. Like, happy Christmas, Harry. Happy Christmas. Robert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, they don't say holiday much yeah. in Harry Potter. Um, but yeah, no, this. Very, very influential. <laughs> Oh, and let's talk about, because um, you mentioned it a second ago, like The Great Escape. Yeah. Because for when we checked this movie out from Blockbuster, I don't know if it was at the, it could it could not have been the same time. It had to have been shortly after that we, we got Chicken Run from Blockbuster. That mm -hmm. around that same time, our dad got the movie The Great Escape from Blockbuster one time, and we watched it as a family. He was probably like, hmm, this Chicken Run movie seems familiar. Go, going back, he, he must have, he must have, like, we must have watched the movie, and he was like, oh, he's just recognized, like, all of, the, like, yeah. the tributes, you know, that it paid to the movie, like, that it was an homage to The Great Escape. Um, and it's like, oh, we need to go, go back and watch that. I, I can't remember if we got The Great Escape before or after, but I do remember, like, as a young kid, recognizing like all the references to the great escape in chicken run. And I feel like yeah. I shouldn't have got that no. based on my age. <laughs> like I was only like seven or eight and I'm like, Oh yeah, this is a reference to that sixties movie that we watched with my dad. You know, like he gets sent to the cooler and he's throwing that tennis ball against the wall. Yeah. yeah. They do that in chicken run too. Yeah. <laughs> See. Okay. So I really hadn't seen that movie until, I mean, I may have seen bits and pieces of it, on TV throughout the years, but mm -hmm. I, I did not, I, I didn't actually watch it until today or this <laughs> past couple days. Cause it's a three hour movie. I watched it in three different chunks, but I love that movie. And maybe it's because I grew up with the, with the love of chicken run, but that movie is top tier best. One of the top movies of its time. For sure. Um, I don't know if it won any Oscars or anything, but. I'm not sure. Um, yeah, whenever we talked about doing Chicken Run next on the podcast, I was like, jokingly, it's like, oh, well, we have to watch The Great Escape 2 before we do Chicken Run. Yeah. And you're like, I haven't actually seen that. I need to watch that. Yeah. See, so my only, like, similarity to this would be probably, like, Hogan's Heroes. We grew sure. up watching that a lot. Um, and, like, tunnels and secret messaging and stuff. That that one seemed pretty familiar, so I kind of understood it, right? Which Hogan's Heroes is basically the Great Escape, yeah, but TV show and funny. 
So yeah. So, and if you're not familiar with either of these, basically these are like, it's like a show or a movie that is like prisoner, American prisoners of war in like world war two, like in a camp, like being held there and they're trying to escape the camp, you know, get which the great escape is based off of a true story. I don't Mm -hmm. know. I don't think Hogan's heroes is (laughs) definitely isn't, but Hogan's um, heroes probably just saw the great escapes. Like, I feel like there's a th- workplace be comedy funnier. type situation sitcom here. <laughs> no, like, <laughs> I, yeah. I heard sitcoms described as like a movie stuck in the second act, you know, cause like you can't resolve it. You know, you're like stuck yeah. in that same, you know, it's like the repeating tropes. Like you're, re- you're stuck in that same act of the, of the story. Yeah. Cause you can't, you know, it's not the intro. It's not the conclusion until you get to the very end. And that's why like, you know, the last episode of a TV show sometimes are hit or miss because it's hard to capture what you did for so long. Right. You know, it builds up yeah. to this like resolution. So I feel like Hogan's Heroes is the second act of Great Escape. That, that's that's my premise here. Yeah, that makes so much sense. But more of a comedy. <laughs> yeah. It, OK, so we're not covering the Great Escape, obviously, but we can talk yeah. about it a little bit. Yeah. It seems like they had a lot more freedom then I would think that a prisoner of war camp would be. But they also had, like, officers, like, be communication with um, the Nazis and stuff like that. So it, it's, it, it was really weird. I thought it'd be, like, obviously, like, prison camps, your mind automatically goes to um, concentration, you know, concentration camps. camps, which that's a big misunderstanding. Um, for Chicken Run, people think this movie is so dark because it's like trying to be like a, uh, it's making fun of um, concentration camps, but it's really not. It's making fun of, not even making fun of, it's just paying homage to prisoner of war camps in this specific movie. So a lot mm-hmm. of people who haven't seen Great Escape think that they're being a little insensitive. Um, there's a lot, a lot of people don't like this movie actually. Interesting. Um, and it's really, it's very polarizing. One, because it was scary, and mm-hmm. two, because people think that it's a anti-Semitic, you know. Hmm. I didn't, I never thought of it from, from that angle. Yeah. Um, I mean, I do remember as a kid thinking, like, this is, <laughs> this is kind of dark for a kid's movie, like. Yeah. <laughs> that opening shot where, like, um, the one chicken, I, I don't remember her name, she doesn't last too long. Right. She's not producing <laughs> eggs, and they, they pick her from the, from the bunch, and. Like there's just that shot when they walk in the room and there's just that axe sticking in like yeah. the stump, and then like it doesn't show it, but you hear like the the thud of the axe. Yeah, kind of like a buckbeak situation. Yeah, I was just pretty. gonna say it's just like that. We we <laughs> we were pretty familiar with beheadings as, as children. <laughs> um, I feel like this particular movie birthed a lot of future vegans and vegetarians subconsciously, mm. not necessarily. Um directly you know uh, <laughs> yeah but i mean i was fine i feel like this movie actually helped me not become a vegan or a vegetarian because honestly though those pies looking <laughs> so good let's get into it so best good. animated foods let's go oh man this food was so good that i was inspired to make my own chicken pot pie from scratch last night and it was, oh, 
so good. I don't know if it was as good as biting into the actual clay would taste like, but um, <laughs> well, yeah, we'd have to see. But, yeah. oh, man. This food, top tier, top tier. What other foods are there besides the chicken? <laughs> mm. I just I just remember how good the dough looked on, like, the conveyor belt. Yeah. Oh, man. That was good. Just a ball of Play-Doh. Is this ma- best mouth-watering foods, or is this, like, forbidden foods because it's, like, Play-Doh? Both. Life? And you wonder <laughs> why they have to say that it's don't do not eat Play-Doh on the box. <laughs> you know? I mean, it's non-toxic, but it's salty. One part that I thought was kind of funny, um, when Mrs. Tweedy is talking about, you know, starting her own like pie brand or whatever, <laughs> you know, for her pot pies or whatever, <laughs> when they get the, the the contraption, the machine, and everything. Yeah. And she she says the name. It's like Mrs. Tweedy's, I don't know, pot pies or something like that. And her husband's just like, just Mrs. And she's like, oh, just a female name is needed. Like it, it, it boosts like <laughs> consumer confidence or something like that. Yeah. I thought that was funny. Like I started thinking about that, like different food brands. Mrs. Smith's pie. I feel like it's a desserts thing where it's like, you can't have a guy's name on there. It's, you gotta no. have a woman's name on there. What's the other one? Marie uh, Calendars. I almost said Marie Kondo. Marie Kondo. No, what is yeah, it? Mar- Marie, Marie Calendars, Calendars, Betty Crocker. Uh, yeah. Well, there's Duncan Hines. Okay, there's some representation. Duncan Hines. Okay. okay. Unless Duncan. that's two last names, I'm not sure. It probably is. <laughs> um, I just thought that was interesting. I feel like companies like probably you know you don't even think about that. You just assume there's some woman behind it. But it, what if it's just some brand created by this corporation that doesn't even have? It's just like the name is just a mascot. Yeah. Is Granny Smith actually growing these apples? I don't think so. (laughs) One thing that actually took... It didn't take me out of the movie, but it it took me out for a second, and then I started respecting it more. I don't know how to describe what I'm about to say other than that. Uh, (laughs) Like, the scale of the sizing was very consistent. Hmm. So, like, I, I remember getting used to all these chickens being the main characters and everything. And all of a sudden you see them running around the compound and then there's this huge giant man walking around. And I was like, Oh yeah, these guys are small. And then they keep that consistent. Like with the rats, his, his tie is a zipper, but it's the full size of a tie. It looked, it was really cool. Um, and like, even like the huge, the turnip, where they're testing out the catapult. The yeah. turnip was huge. That that did not look appetizing, actually. We'll say that. It was weird. I, I will enjoy turnips in real life, but like that turnip did not look that good, especially when it's splotched against the wall. Yeah. It was like an oozy filling. It was definitely rotten. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh man. If Chicken Pot Pie needed a movie, this is it. Like, if we were adults, I would have snuck an entire Chicken Pot Pie in the movie theater. <laughs> yeah man you'd add that to the list of things to sneak in <laughs> well if chicken run 2 comes in in theaters which we can talk about now uh okay. if chicken run 2 decides to enter theaters then we can uh we can put a, a pot pie on the list i i um i don't know that i have any opinions on the sequel here other than i, I feel like the movie doesn't really need one no so i don't know 
I'll, I'll, I'll keep an open mind, I guess. Once I saw that it had a sequel coming, I thought it was just a rumor, but it's pretty, it's set for 2023. Netflix oh, yeah, is coming out with a sequel and it's casted. Uh, I, I don't, I don't, I, I'm okay with it. I, I was a little upset at first, but now when I saw the casting, I decided to, uh, I thought it was pretty good, but here's another segment. Before we get into the casting, I just want to say that I, my mind always goes to this when we watch an older movie, like ha- who would be cast in these roles today? Whether it be like just voice actors just for 2022 or just a live action remake like Disney does, which mm. always flop. Um, so I made a list of who I would recast in the 2022 version of Chicken Run. Okay. Now, are we talking voice actors or are we talking like live action like chickens? Okay. Let's say method voice actors because a lot of these are based off of looks and personality. Okay. But also, I'd rather it be Claymation again, obviously. Oh, yeah. Unless we want a Cats version. Oh, does the sequel say like how they're... I, they've got to be doing this just tra- like computer animation, right? Probably. Yeah, I don't think they're... Yeah, we'll see. There's no way they're let's, doing the stop motion. You look that up while I go over these. All right. Go for it. Okay, so for Rocky, we've got to have an American big like macho man who's funny, who's got a funny side. And for that, I put Channing Tatum. Two, I've got Ginger. I couldn't decide between these two, so I either put uh, Felicity Jones or Emily Blunt. Both probably really good. Oh, yeah, Emily Blunt. I can see that one. Emily Blunt would be really, really good for this. Okay, Mrs. Tweedy. Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Um, <laughs> that's a, that's a good Mr. Guess. Tweedy. I also feel like Mrs. Tweedy, people probably won't get this reference, but I feel like Mrs. Tweedy looks like a very young Hugh Laurie in like the 80s. <laughs> Like in some of like the comedy stuff he did with like Stephen Fry and that sort of thing. Okay, scratch that. Mrs. Tweety, Hugh Laurie. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Tweety. All right, get this. This is my favorite one. Harry Melling, who played Dudley Dursley in, oh. <laughs> in Harry Potter. Uh, that was brilliant. Yes. That was brilliant casting. <laughs> uh, Fletcher, or Fetcher, actually, who played the, the, one of the rats. Obviously, I'm going James Acaster because I need him to be in more things. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Just go Nick? Ed Gamble. Ed no, Gamble? I, no, I think I was. But then I needed, I needed a funny, older, wiser okay. rat. Okay. To, and I went with Nick Frost for that, obviously. Okay. I feel like that's a pretty good replacement. Uh, Fowler. Now, this guy, I chose this man because he has familiar familiarity with... Uh, playing birds on screen and this is rowan atkinson wait who is this again uh fowler he's the old okay, um okay. like sam the eagle type yeah you know uh, yeah i um, like that <laughs> uh so for mac i couldn't decide because i didn't want to pick two girls from dairy girls because babs is nicola coughlin okay who played uh claire <laughs> from dairy girls mm-hmm she would be perfect as Babs. Always knitting. <laughs> and then Mac, I wanted to put Louisa Harlan because she's also in Dairy Girls, but we're, we don't like Dairy Girls. It's fine. Um, <laughs> I promise. <laughs> uh, and then an honorable mention 
isn't in Wallace. It's not in uh, Chicken Run, but it is Wallace and Gromit. If they ever do that, we have to have Matt Lucas from the Great British Bake Off uh, yeah. as Wallace. So those are my castings. Hope you enjoy those. Um, we'll see. Did you did you have anybody for the um, the Scottish like assistant like genius guy like with the glasses that chicken Mac? guy Mac that was that is Mac that's Louisa Harley that's a girl that okay that's who you're talking about yeah okay. yeah 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 okay that okay now I see it I'm pretty sure it's a hen <laughs> you're right you know <laughs> you know what I I always just assumed it was that character was a boy but none of them are except for yeah. The old guy and Rocky. Yeah. So Rocky Rhodes. <laughs> I'm a free Lone Ranger. I feel like this is a pretty spot on good 2022 version. I, I really like it. I feel like they get along really well. I mean, unfortunately, <laughs> I don't think any of these people are cast in the sequel. No, they're not. Um, <laughs> but I guess since we're here, we could go over those two. Um, well, I will say I, I, just like a brief search while you were talking, I couldn't figure out if they're doing this stop motion or computer animation or not, okay. but I'm kind of thinking they're not doing stop motion. <laughs> yeah, probably not. So honestly, chicken run Two kind of restored my faith in it because I, obviously I kind of want to see what happens after they escape, you know, but I don't like the title. I don't like the Dawn of the nugget. That sounds no. stupid. Makes it sound like a bad Ice Age sequel. <laughs> Dawn of the Dinosaurs. Isn't that, isn't that one of them? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, but I am actually pretty happy with the recastings. Um, they actually kept a lot of the same ones, like Imelda Staunton's back. Um, Jane Horrocks, who played Babs, is back. Um, Lynn Ferguson, who played Mac, is back. You know, um, but they, instead of... Mel Gibson, we have Zachary Levi, mm-hmm. who's gonna do so do so well. I mean, I was mad when I saw that I didn't put him in instead of Channing Tatum. Mm. And then we've got David Bradley playing Fowler, who already looks like Fowler in real life. And if you don't know who that is, that's he plays Arcus Filch in Harry Potter. Oh, okay. So <laughs> he's the perfect Fowler. All right, and then Doctor Fry, which isn't a, this is a new character, I think. But he's being played by Nate from uh, Ted Lasso. And then whoever played Nick, one of the rats, is another like British panel like Taskmaster guy, Ramesh, Ramesh Ranganathan. Oh, yeah. That's weird that my mind went to like James Acaster or like Josh Whittacombe or something like that. <laughs> so I, I feel like they were pretty similar. I'm not mad about any of these recastings, actually. Um, another thing I want to talk about, the last person casted as anybody is like a not a popular actress at all. Her name's Josie Sedgwick Davis. And that name is so familiar to me, like Sedgwick. Like where have I heard that? I, I can tell you. Sedgwick Diggory. <laughs> no. <laughs> Good one. No, but Sedgwick, I've never heard like S-E-D-G-W-I-C-K. That's one of the characters' names in The Great Escape, and I wonder if that's one of like his descendants. Who knows? But yeah, I'm not mad at all about these about this casting. And November 10th, a year from now, like almost exactly a year from now, it'll be out. So catch us at the movie theater 
with a pot pie in her backpack. <laughs> yeah. I was going to ask you, what was the most cinematic shot of this movie? Okay, so one that comes to mind is when she's digging through the tunnel and she goes like 20 feet short, like in the actual Great Escape movie. Um, but he sticks her. she sticks her head out and the camera is her point of view. And she turns around and all she sees is the dogs. Or yeah. next time she does that, she's in a can and all she does is see Mr. Tweety. Yeah. And it's it's mm-hmm. really adds to the intensity. Um, a lot of the pie shots were really good. I know I'm missing some. No, there's there's too many. I I think there's a lot of great shots in the movie. I feel like my mind just always goes back to um uh Ginger just like being sent to the the cooler oh, and like yeah. throwing the tennis ball. It's not even a tennis ball. It's I think a it's dumpster. Else. It's a dumpster. The... Yeah, it's But um and just because like as a kid I just remember recognizing that from oh that's from the Great Escape. Yeah. And also you the intro is pretty pretty cool looking. Just yeah, like it starts out in the shot of the moon, and you're going through the camp, and yeah, you know the guard, like Mr. Tweedy's walking along the fence and everything. They're trying to get out. No, like that that's pretty cool. Is pretty much shot for shot, Great Escape. Mm-hmm. So that's that makes sense why it would be cinematic. Yeah, um, you know, I was thinking like, okay, they spend every week they spend making producing one minute of film, like. This thing does not have any deleted scenes. You know what I mean? Like yeah. every shot is like every frame is like intentional. Like they don't have they don't have time to go redo anything. Right. So I feel like there's a lot of care put into like each shot of the movie. And so I feel like that's that's pretty cool looking. Yeah. That's pretty cool looking. <laughs> what else am I gonna say? It's pretty cool looking. You know, there's pretty nothing cool else looking. to say. It's just pretty cool looking, you it's, know? It's pretty cool looking. We're, that's okay. <laughs> So, I mean, I haven't really talked about the movie all that much, but we've skirted around the movie. We've, sk- we've skirted around That's it. That's good look, enough. Look, Mel Gibson is a rooster. He comes to camp. He tells the chickens, well, he makes them think that he can fly when he really can't. <laughs> and so the whole movie he just spends trying to teach them how to fly. It's kind of like it's kind of like a three amigos vibe, right? Yeah. Where like they're trying to like get them to we get the three amigos to to stop El Guapo, dude. Three but the whole amigos. time, the three amigos are just in show business, and that's what Rocky's yeah. in. He's just in the circus, and he's run away. So this is like the this... three amigos, Great Escape, <laughs> homage. Interesting. <Kind. laughs> that's where my mind went. No, you know, I I don't have. I have seen the Great Escape, but I probably haven't seen all the classics like I should have. But I have seen Three Amigos. That's a classic in my book. Yeah. Uh, I will say that I have a hard time. I'm ashamed of it. I have a hard time getting into the older movies, like the classics. Mm. I mean, I guess it's not really hard coming from a amateur professional, professional amateur kids movie podcast host. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I have a hard time getting into those. And this one really restored my faith and actually got me into like, I want to watch some older movies now. Mm hmm. I at least want to watch Hogan's Heroes again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the old there's I mean there's a lot of gems in those old movies for sure. And I feel like the pacing is a lot slower, so sometimes that's harder to watch. Yeah. Um but I feel like every now and then watching an old movie is really good because 
I don't know. It's almost like my eyes get a break from like CGI for a change. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and it's just like, oh, they just went out and filmed this and that's all it is. Kind of refreshing. Know? And especially in and Great it, Escape because they filmed like overseas, like in the Swiss Alps. Yeah. I, I love the old, you know, older movies where it's like all shot on location and it's yeah. kind of like a, you can see all these different places and it's pretty cool. Man, Great Escape is actually a beautiful movie. And if you haven't seen it, go see it. Well, don't go see it. Just stay home and see it. I don't think it's in theaters anymore. But uh, And if you're listening to this and you're currently in prison, try and watch it whatever way you can. Make some notes and then escape out of that place. That That's yeah. my, my homework Don't watch Shawshank Redemption. They've seen that too many times. They're gonna. They're expecting that. Don't tunnel through the walls. Tunnel underneath it. Okay. Uh, other prison break escapes. Uh, Count of Monte Cristo. You can can try that method. That's such a good uh, prison break. You know. Look, I I don't know if they let you watch movies. I don't even know if they let you listen to podcasts. I'm pretty sure. But they if can they do, do all those things, they're probably just as free as they are in the Dude, movie. Dude, I've the, seen like prisoners escape. with TikTok accounts before. <laughs> <laughs> they're like doing recipe videos. All right, this is how you make beans in a toilet <laughs> i've seen that on my for you page okay maybe my for you page is pie. cursed but <laughs> it is what it is but yeah as i was saying earlier like chicken run th- for once we have an episode of our podcast where i have reconnected and learned more about a movie but also i have a higher respect for both new movies it's two whole movies I love now because of this episode and because of this podcast. Yeah. So I think Great Escape is one of my favorite movies. It is so it's long and so tedious, but it pays out in the end. Hey, you know what? So is stop motion animation. Yes. Amen. <laughs> Full circle. You know, Chicken Run, this ain't no chick flick. You know what I'm saying? Insert Seinfeld bass. <laughs> that's the tagline that's the tagline on the poster is that oh i forgot about our tagline segments (laughs) it says this ain't no chick flick our our tagline bits are the best i just i just love the taglines on old movies and seeing how bad they are i like that one that one's funny chicken run is the highest grossing stop stop motion animated film of all time as of this date even more than rudolph i guess that was a tv special yeah that one yeah that one ain't got no box office that's true. They sell that merch though. Yeah. What is the I mean so what is it competing against Silly? Well, probably competing against a lot of their other movies. Um number 2 is uh Wallace and Gromit Curse of Curse the Were Rabbit. Okay. Number 3 is Coraline. Number 4 oh, yeah. is Pirates an Adventure with Scientists. Yeah. Um, Nightmare at the Museum. 5 <laughs> Nightmare at the Museum. <laughs> Night Nightmare Before Christmas. That's the number ten spot. Really, um, I I would expect that to be two. Yeah, uh, interesting. Where did I leave off? Uh, number five is Corpse Bride. Number six, The Box Trolls. Seven, Paranorman. Eight, Shaun the Sheep movie. Okay. Nine, The Little Prince. What is that? Uh, and then number ten is Nightmare Before Christmas. Wow. So. Okay, so basically anything Tim Burton does, and Ardman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As as, yeah, stop motion. Yeah. You know, some of the a little bit further down the list, you're starting to get some of the newer like Wes Anderson movies like Isle for Dogs and Fantastic Mr. Oh, yeah. Fox. I completely forgot about that. Those are yeah. great. So mm-hmm. yeah, we'll probably cover a good amount of stop motion. There's a few on here. 
But yeah, I just, I don't, at some point you talked about like getting taken out of the movie. And like for me, like in a good way, I would just get taken out of the movie just thinking like every now and then thinking about how this was like animated frame by frame. Just every little thing is so tedious. Like not even just the characters, but all this stuff going on in the background. Like I don't know how people's minds work like that, that they can do that. So I can't do that. When I said taking out, taking myself out of the movie, it's mainly because I was associating myself with a chicken, but realizing that in real life, I would probably associate myself with the chicken farmer because I'm a human and uh, chicken pot pie is delicious. Um, But then now that I say that, I kind of feel like I'm siding with the Nazis, the Gestapo. Yeah, that that's not a good place to be. Yeah, but you know what? I just thought of something. Mr. Chicken is a girl. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Classic country bears. Well, uh, any uh, any other notes you got on this one on Chicken Run? Oh yeah, we should probably wrap Final up. Final thoughts. Um, let's see. Let's see. One thing that we've kind of done hit or miss on on these last few episodes, but. I feel like it's something we should do more regularly. It's like, what is our letterboxed review of this movie? Oh, this is easy four and a half. Four and a four, half? 4.5 out of five. That's my I, gut. I went, I went four stars on this one. Okay. Um, but you know what? It could almost easily get that extra half star just, just from the it being a stop motion animated yeah, movie. Yeah. I mean, honestly. But I, I gave this one four stars. I feel like that. I think um, I gave it, I rated Flushed Away, I think about the same. I think okay, I still yeah. slightly enjoy Flushed Away a little bit better. I think it's a little yeah. bit more entertaining. At least it's a little bit more lighthearted, and so I like that. Yeah. But, um, I mean, Chicken Run is definitely, probably from like a critic's perspective, probably the better movie. <laughs> probably, probably. I don't know. It, it has 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's They're pretty, both pretty solid. highly goaded, actually. So, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I actually have one more thing. Oh, two more things, because we haven't even talked about the quotes yet. Um, okay. There's not that many quotes, um, but there's a very crucial one that I, I recall saying a lot as a kid, trying to be mm-hmm. funny. Um, or one, we've got no more eggs. And then, I don't want to be a pie. I don't like mm-hmm. gravy. <laughs> uh, those are the best. But I think my favorite one is when they're at the end of the movie, whenever the rats join them in the aeroplane like ramp thing trojan horse looking (laughs) (laughs) i don't know how to uh their escape vessel at least they start to take off and then uh fowler who is actually also a fraud i feel like they're saying something about men (laughs) uh he hasn't really flown a plane before so then he's they're just now finding that out so they're a little bit freaked out so the the rats are like in the event of a crash, just stick your head between your knees and kiss your bum goodbye. That was the quote of this movie. Yeah. Anything referencing a butt, you know we're going to quote it. That's yeah. just how it goes. And I hadn't, I probably haven't quoted that in like 15 years, but that used to be like a constant comeback for me in first grade. Like, just kiss your bum goodbye. Kiss your bum goodbye. I used to say that all the time. Anything Nick and Fetcher's like say in this movie is hilarious. And was it one, like flushed away, like sort of inspired by Nick and Fetcher? I mean, it's got to be, I feel like. It has to be. 
they belong in that movie some somewhere. Upon rewatch of this movie, I noticed a lot. Like you said, we didn't have a lot of quotes that we said back and forth other than that yeah. one. Yeah. But the dialogue in this movie is so witty. And it's, yeah. like really, it's really funny. There was a lot of different things that I just found myself like hearing it and then like my mind being on like a delay and kind of laughing at it a few seconds later. Like right. I didn't get it at first. <laughs> and so I really appreciate that yeah. kind of humor. Color me impressed. And just having the subtitles on. Having the subtitles on helps catch a lot of those little jokes too here and there. Yeah, truly, I appreciate this. And actually, I've never wanted to do this, but I kind of want to just cover Flushed Away again. I know we can't do that. We have so many other movies to do, but it makes me want to watch more of the uh, Ardman Studios stuff. So oh, we, We've got to. I mean, we definitely need to do Wallace and Gromit at some point. Curse of the Were-Rabbit slash TV specials. Yeah, we can we'll, cover we'll combine the those in ones. Yeah, we definitely need to do that. So many bit of cheese, Gromit. If we do Flushed Away again, I, I have to book Hugh Jackman, though, on the show. Like, He's I already we been. Had him as guest. He's already been. We don't need I, him. He might want to reconnect with Joshua. <laughs> okay, true. I believe oh, no. My last final thing I want to talk about before we wrap up. um, The pot pie, the dough factory scene. Like the steamroller, the oven. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, beautiful scene. The resemblance was uncanny with Attack of the Clones. Yeah, the droid factory scene. I don't know if I don't know if both of those were, you know, like paying homage to another old movie. I don't know. But all I know is that George Lucas and Steven Spielberg are friends. And George <laughs> Lucas may have gotten that idea from Chicken Run. He he may have. Just as scary. I mean, they get stuck in the dough ball. And Anakin gets stuck in um, the, I don't know, the she gets welded into a droid. Yeah. I don't know, on the ground. And he almost gets chopped up. It's exactly, it's probably like shot for shot. I mean, we need to like compare these and post it if we need, to, if we can. No, it's um, very similar. I was thinking that exactly when, I'm, when I was watching that. I wonder if he and George got together. Hmm. That's probably my favorite scene. It's just so exciting, you know? All right. Well, anyways, I've got a tunnel to build, so we should probably wrap it up. Well, all right. Here's a clip of what we'll be covering next time on Inside Quotes. Why are you here? I want to go to school at Notre Dame. <laughs> well, have you applied? No, my grades have never been very good, even though I tried. But I'll try harder. I'll study 20 hours a day if I have to. This university, it's not for everybody. Ever since I was a kid, I wanted to go to school here. And ever since I was a kid, everyone said it, it couldn't be done. My whole life, people have been telling me what I could do and couldn't do. I've always listened to them, believed in what they said. I don't want to do that anymore. Okay, Mr. Rudy. Here's a deal. Holy Cross Junior College is nearby. I can get you one semester there. You make grades, you get another semester. Then maybe with a high enough GPA, you might have a chance of getting into Notre Dame. So our show art was done by Bryce Bridgman, and you could find him on this podcast last episode on ET. So if you haven't listened to that, go give that a listen. But if you want to find him on Instagram, you can find him at GroovyBridge. 
And if you want to follow us on Instagram, we'd really appreciate that too, at InsideQuotesCast. And if you enjoyed the show and you want to support us, go ahead and check out our merch store and buy us a t-shirt, buy a sweatshirt, get get you a sticker. Who knows? We got we got a mug. That's pretty cool. And if you want to hear more about The Great Escape, uh, go ahead and check out our boy Jesse's podcast over at the Secret Language Podcast. Uh, I feel like that's not the type of movie that we can cover, but it's the exact type of movie that he can cover. So... Go ahead and give that a listen whenever you can. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please be sure to leave us a good review. Five-star review, and we'll give you Ice Age and $20. <laughs> I didn't think, I thought that I was past that. <laughs> it still hurts every time. And a copy of Chicken Run. On we'll VHS. throw that in. But it's got to be a five-star review. And you better be mind. grateful. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, thanks for listening, everybody. We hope you enjoyed listening to us talk about our childhood just as much as you have. And if you did, make sure you hit subscribe or follow on Apple Podcasts or Spotify so that you don't miss out on a future episode. Well, until then, stick your head between your legs and kiss your bum good boy. <laughs>